Hey guys, this is Ryan. And Brandy. And this is our first attempt at doing a podcast. Yeah. It's going to be a cluster. It's going to be a cluster. We are using a... Uh, the built-in microphone on the laptop and see how it goes yeah um <laughs> we got to figure out some other ways to do this but we decided we would just give it a shot and see go for it yep so our purpose i guess and behind this podcast do you want to kind of introduce that um we feel like there's a need to talk more openly and um, candid and about our mixed faith marriage, our mixed faith relationship. And, um, I've, you know, people have reached out already that they want information for when we do start a podcast or when we do start sharing more, um, and that it needs to be talked about. Um, and I was kind of, I was kind of shocked by that because I, I didn't know if it would affect so many people or not. And obviously people want to talk about it. Right. So, right. We feel like maybe we need to do that. Yep. Um, yeah. And I think the reason, too, for me, I think seeing that we, you know, I mean, we've been able to make this work so far. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not just for other people. No, right. It's, it'll be beneficial for us as well. Right. But I think. talk through things. and Yeah. I yeah. think, I think hopefully we can give <laughs> people like hope that. Hey, if like we're not the only people that are dealing with this, and when we've met so many people already that are doing it yeah. right now, mm -hmm. and yeah, so. so it can be done. Yeah. So I think we want to just kind of have a podcast to go over some of those things, like the, some of the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> right. All of it. Right. Um, we uh, those who know us know that we are about as real as you come. We sure um, try to be. <laughs> pretty much an open door sometimes. Um, open book. Open book. <laughs> How do I say open door? Open door. Anyways, okay. So yeah, so this this first one probably is not going to be really much editing, much cutting at all. Like it's going to be just raw and real, like normally. Um, normally they will be, anyways. So um, I guess to give people some perspective, like should we just should I just jump in and kind of like give our intro on? Okay, so. Um, so yeah, today I wrote a few notes down and I'm going to kind of go through those. Well, so, do we want to jump right into that or do we want to kind of do an intro of, of us? Okay. Yeah, probably that. All right. That's better. You Good know, idea. Good idea. I don't know. Like a quick, a quickie of like a growing quickie. up and <laughs> a, a quick little snippet okay you, <laughs> of, you of go. our lives you do that uh like from born and raised um yeah sure. real fast yeah. to the point we are okay so i was born and raised in idaho falls um awesome parents i have um, five siblings um normal normal childhood um went to church every week um it was pretty much expected um Went to mutual, was the normal teenager, didn't love going. I would fight sometimes. I'd show up and not really not really talk. I'd be I was kind of a brat sometimes, you know. Um, normal childhood. I was active in sports and dance, um, and just having fun, outgoing, silly. Um, and then I graduated and I met Ryan. I planned on going to school, but I met Ryan and 
decided we'd get married instead. So <laughs> then we we moved to Logan to start our marriage. Um, Ryan, once we, well, yeah, he, he went to college there for four years. And in that time, we had two kids. And then we moved to Idaho Falls again for another job. And we had um, some some crazy life happenings mm-hmm. there um, that led us a, apart, actually, from each other. And then back together. Um, thank goodness. Right. <laughs> Where we are now, it's more beautiful than I thought ever could possibly happen. And we had two more kids. And then we grew up again and moved here to Harriman, Utah. And yeah, our, our kids are amazing. We have four awesome kids. And yeah, just live in the, live in the American dream, guys. <laughs> <laughs> live in the American dream or the American nightmare, depending on the, depending on the day, I guess. you want to look at it. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, so... I grew up in Smithfield, um, pretty much Logan, oh, Cash Valley, Valley area, and um, yeah. We'll talk about did the more later. What? We'll talk about how we met later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's fun. Um, but yeah, so I, born and raised in the church, um, grew up kind of doing the same thing. It was kind of expected, you know. Um, it's what you did. And yeah, it's what we did it, every week involved you know, mutual and church and scouts. scouts and all, and all of the above, um, you know, turned 19 and sent the mission papers in, went on a mission, uh, served in Brazil down in Porto Alegre, way down at the very bottom. Um, loved the mission. It really, it was, it was a great experience. I love um, to talk in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, served there and then, um, came home uh started going back to school dated um and then yeah and then met brandy and we just kind of decided it was it was right and so we were married and and then yeah we continued on doing the school thing graduated and kind of you guys have heard uh, where that went from there so i mean it was typical mormon story you know like people get married you know meet each other get married pretty quickly um Go to the temple, get mm-hmm. married, you know, and start oh, yeah, your life. Yeah, I did leave that out. We did get married in the temple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of a little snippet nugget of us. And, um, we'll kind of we'll, go into it we'll, more. Yeah, we'll go into it more. Some of it's fun. Another time. Um, but yeah, so then came the dreaded faith crisis, right? About four years ago. Wait, life wasn't going just like perfectly no no <laughs> we have had our definite ups and downs we've had um, health issues with brandy we've had health issues with kids we've had um yeah i mean yeah we've just the normal yeah, struggles right we've had you know brandy and i through our marriage have been in counseling a few different times and i think it's been <laughs> it's it's been a positive experience um Yeah, and it's really definitely helped. Um, But so kind of piggybacking off of that, um, about four years ago, um, things just kind of, at least for me, kind of stopped resonating. And this this was like a a very slow, slow burn. Um, It wasn't something that happened overnight. Uh, About four years ago, things kind of, I don't know, things stopped 
really like I felt like every week it was just the same thing and it was hearing the same stuff and you know things just kind of started to go stop really meaning a whole lot and not yeah. meaning but like resonating I guess it's really the best word I can think of from my point of view it was slowly I could kind of see I mean what is that hindsight is 2020 the light started leaving my eyes the light started <laughs> leaving your eyes you were fading into the black <laughs> abyss yeah, the, um I would slide. just I could kind of see you starting to tune out when we go to church um we kind of dreaded it we kind of went to a place where we were like you know what we hate each other. Everyone hates mm-hmm. each other on Sunday. Sunday mornings Let's, were the worst. So we decided, you know what? We're going to be happy instead of on time. Yeah. So um, especially early church. So we decided, you know what? It's okay if we're a couple minutes late. Sometimes yeah. we were an hour late. Yeah. But we didn't like, hate hey, each other. Hey, we're here. We're yes. here. None of us were yeah. mad. We all went. Um, and we eventually got back to like being more on time mm-hmm. and still not hating each other. Um as, you know, a typical <laughs> Sunday nine, morning. Nine, nine o'clock church didn't work very great. It was really us. hard. But I started seeing... One o'clock was... We were still late sometimes <laughs> only because we just wouldn't start getting ready until... 12.30. 11 <laughs> was like, yeah, it's about the right are, time. Yeah, yeah like that 11. was the gold time. But I started seeing him kind of start skipping priesthood. Skipping elders quorum. Hanging out on the couch. Um... And I, we can explain, yeah, I think some of that. Right. Is, yeah, just reasons for that. But I think, yeah, I think that's part of it, though, is I, from my side, I could start seeing, I started seeing you kind of slide away from things. And we've never, I wouldn't say that we've always, I haven't always we haven't been, been like a... churchy people. Ch- ch- like... Church is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirituality is important. Right. Religion is important. But I'm saying churchy As, in the aspect of, like... As they say, Molly Mormon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on time every Sunday. Like, don't miss a meeting. Don't miss a, you know, like. Right. None of that. Like, I feel like we've kind of been. I I would say we've been good members. But in the same sense, like, we weren't, like. um, Strict. Overly strict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, then. Fast forward about a year and a half. And. Um. Through some things, Brandy and I were in therapy together. We were in counseling together. And then we also had our own counseling and started to, um, as a result of some of that counseling, um, you know, started to started to question some things, started to almost have some anger towards God about, about certain aspects of that um, and past issues and things like that. And so it started to, like, have me starting to doubt, like, Gosh, is like God even really a thing, you know? Um, and and I remember even right from the very beginning, I feel like um, I kind of I kind of talked to you about things. Like I would come home and I'd be like, you know, I'm really frustrated about this, and and I feel like we communicated maybe not to the to the deepest extent. Not like we do now. No, not like we do now. Because if you would ask me, I'd say you didn't really talk much about it. I feel like I was. Right. I mean, I in, in some ways, I think I was really trying to process things in my head. Um, and I, you know, would get quiet at times. And then mm-hmm. and then I think about two and a half years ago, I think. So about three years ago, I was, I think is when we started our, our counseling and stuff. And then about Again. two and a half years ago. Yeah. And then about two and a half years ago is whenever I started really kind of opening up and being like, look, I, I'm having trouble with some of these things. And so then two years ago, 
I went to Phoenix to visit my brother. Um, up to him. Yeah. And my brother is one of the most incredible people I have ever known in my life. Um, he uh, he came out as gay in 2003. Might have been 04. Maybe. Anyways, it was it was a little while ago. And, it was. Um, and for us, I think we kind of just were like, okay, like no big deal. Like it's still John. Um, but it, over time we really started to change the way we thought, the, the way we felt, the way we spoke. Um, and it caused us to, to really begin to understand on the a LGBT tiny level. community <laughs> on a very tiny level. Yeah. But, um, my brother through some pretty, um, heavy trials that he had in his life. Um, you know, and I won't go into detail about those, but he became very close to God in, in a sense that, that most people that I was at church with every week, I, I, I didn't see the, or, or feel that, or even hear that same trust, that same love, that same relationship. It was a, it was such an intimate level. And, and I remember feeling very envious of that and, and feeling like, why do you have that? How do you have that? Yeah. How do you have that? How like you're that? not living the gospel. Like you're taught, you're not doing this and this, you're not going to church, you know, you're, you're gay. I mean, all these things I'm like, you shouldn't be, you know, in my head, there's this dissonance of like, how do you have such a close relationship with God? And, and we've always been taught that everything you just said was what's you're not expected. Have yeah. That unconditional love. Right. If, 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 if. Right. And so yeah. I, I started to really envy that. And I'm like, I, I don't feel I, I'm in the church, but I just don't, I don't feel that. And even in the midst of some of my counseling and things like that, I was really struggling i was praying i was i was at times i would be so angry and screaming feeling like complete and utter despair and just feeling nothing nothing like in moments where i was pleading for help i felt nothing and that was that was difficult um so anyway so i, I go to phoenix to help me to help him move back to utah and just talked a lot about about stuff, a lot of things that I had been doubting, feeling frustrations and and everything else. And then, uh, you know, came home. And I think that's what really when things started to open up to Brandy, I started talking to her about everything. I started talking to her about doubts. I started talking to her about frustrations and a whole bunch of other things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then a year ago, we went to the Love Love Fest. Um, and mainly the one reason... If you don't know what that is, it's a huge concert put on um, by Dan Reynolds of the uh, Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Yep. And it's in support of the LGBTQ um, plus community, youth, and... Bringing awareness yeah. to to them, to um, suicide rates, to, mm -hmm. you know, mental health um, issues with that. And... Basically a huge celebration. Yeah. And so those of you that know me know that I'm a, I'm a huge Apple evangelist. I love, I love Apple products. I've been a fan of them for a long time. And the way we found out about it, I was just going through one of my, you know, Apple blogs that I, that I read on a regular basis and saw that Tim Cook was going to be in Salt Lake. And I was like, oh my gosh, Brandy, like he's going to be here and he's going to be talking. And so I was like, we got to go. Tickets were super cheap. And I was like, let's, let's go. And it'll be fun because Imagine Dragons is going to be performing. So let's just and do And we this. can support this community. Yeah. And so we go, right. and we're all, and I'm all excited about that. And I remember walking into the concert, and there was booths. There was booths set up all over, all over the place. Yeah, it was at a Rice Stadium, so they had uh, up in the the terrace area. They had like all these um, 
the booths there was you know food but then there was all these booths of like mama dragons was there and mormons building bridges was there and like just all these different groups and i remember walking in and i and i i remember feeling overwhelmed well i remember when it was we were standing in front of mama dragons yeah and i remember telling you i will be one if i have to be yeah and we both got like teary-eyed yeah several several times throughout the night like right almost to a spiritual level which really caused more confusion Mm -hmm. because again we've been taught that we were there celebrating gay people (laughs) the lgbt community and that's Completely contrary to, like, what the church teaches. That we've been taught. And so we were like, how are we feeling these feelings when we're here? But it was it was so powerful, moving, love, hope, mm-hmm. um, purpose. I mean, I could only attribute it to, you know, at that time, like, the spirit. It was like, you know, in some of, the, like, the talks that you hear in church or whatever, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so powerful. And you feel, you know, that, that warm, you know, happy, like, just loving, yeah. peaceful feeling. And it was just an abundance of that, that it entire It was so night. amazing. And I remember leaving from there and I'm going, okay, now they're like, why? <laughs> why would I have felt that, you know, and it, it just really caused some serious, like, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me as to why I felt that way. And so, um, so anyway, so we kept on going. Um, at one point, um, I kind of told Brandy, I was like, you know what? Um, I don't personally want to go to church anymore, but I'm going to go because because you're there and because, you know, I don't want you. I mean, our kids, you know, we're fairly, fairly young still. And I'm like, I just want to be, you know. Well, at first I'll it was just like, go to, it was to be like, with I don't, you. I'm not going to go anymore. Well, not even that. It was kind of like, I don't know what to do. I'm really screwed. Yeah. I'm really um, screwed up in my head with all these thoughts I'm having. They're not equaling you know what i need it to to be and um i was very supportive from the beginning we talked a lot about it opened up a lot of conversation six months into this i'm like dude shit or get off the pot <laughs> like make a choice yeah, yeah. it's getting because it was wasn't easy for me either um being on that side like is he in or is he out what's going on anyway then he said you know what i'll just go i'm out but i'll go and i'll be there with you and the kids and i'll help you um i'll I might leave after the first, the first meeting. I might sit on the couch, whatever mm-hmm. felt right. And that's kind of where we were left off. Yeah. And then this summer, we, um, we've been talking to friends and um, those, those people that we trust, people that we felt um, we could talk to about this and got their opinions and stuff. Yeah, real quick before, before we go into that, like um, there, were definitely, there were definitely days like where... Uh, like she said, she has been incredibly supportive, but it hasn't, I don't, I don't want you guys thinking that it's just been like smooth sailing. Um, you know, because there, there was definitely days where she would be very frustrated that I wasn't go. you know, that, that like I didn't want to go or she, like every Sunday she'd be like, she'd go into Relief Society and she'd be like, you should go to Elders Corner today. You know, and I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, no, no, I don't really want to do that. Or, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I wouldn't go and she'd be like, how was Elders Corner? And I'm like, well, I didn't go and you know then it would she'd get mad right. and she'd be like why like you can't expect anything to get better if you don't go right and, well and it was just the wishy-washy we have kids and if he was kind of going but not it's yeah. hard for me to juggle that when he doesn't really have like a i'm quote unquote reason at that point it was mm-hmm. just like 
eh. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so going back, so in July, we were at some friends' houses, and we... I was talking to them a lot. Um, they they haven't been members of the church in the church for for a little for a while, probably good ten years, longer than at that. least as long as we've known them. Um, but some of the greatest people that I've ever known um, give you the shirt off their back, like mm-hmm. just giving, loving, loving, caring people. And uh, and I remember talking to them because I really respected you know their views, and I also I also was kind of like how how do I how do I do this? Like, how do I make this work? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, I'm starting to really doubt. And and uh, it was getting harder for him. It was getting very hard, and and mainly the reason because it's like I just don't feel like I'm getting that relationship with God mm-hmm. that I that I desire that that trust. You know, things get difficult, and I immediately blame God. You know, because I've, I've been taught it's conditional. Like, you know, if you're if you're doing everything, reading your scriptures every day, la da da da, then God will bless you, and if you're not, then you know, you can't expect that. You're SOL. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't want any part with a conditional God like that. And so, um, anyway, so talking to them and he said something one that night that, that hit me so hard. He just said, you know, he said, he said, Ryan, I, I really think that when the church becomes an impediment or a stumbling block in a person's progress to, to find that peace, to find that, that, you know, relationship with God or happiness in life you know, maybe it's time to to take a step back and take a step away. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I it was wasn't like, telling you to. No. Just saying, no, it was like a suggestion. something yeah. becomes this. Yeah. And I I was like, oh, we my gosh. We were talking about the church at that time, but. Yeah. And Brandy's sitting right there. And I was like, I was like, okay, I guess, you know, like you said, should I get off the pot? Well, I, we I'm, came not, home and I'm talked not going to go on Sunday. Like, this <laughs> is going to be the first week I don't go. Like, I have to start somewhere. And, and don't you worry. All you moms out there. <laughs> oh. I did quickly say, you're not sleeping in, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get your butt you're out, of get out of bed. And help us get out the door. Yeah. Which I was like completely okay. Yep. He was great. Absolutely. No questions. That's yeah. no, no problem. I'm not going to expect you to do that on your own. That's been since July. July. And, and I remember feeling at that time, I remember feeling an intense anxiety. Um, about that, like, oh my this gosh, last like, year. Well, but it's specific, been painful, right? But, but I'm like, she's now going to be going by herself. She's going to be sitting with the kids. Like, what are people going to think? How? What is she going to think? Is she going to just start getting so mad at me and so frustrated that she's going to end up like not loving me anymore and wanting to leave and just ton, a ton of anxiety. But through all of it, I just felt this peace. Like, I know where I'm at, and and it's helped because I've really done my best to try to not be defensive. Right. Yeah. Like in, in, in situations where like there was one Sunday where one of the kids was like, you're not going to church, dad. Yeah. Well, and he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to go. And I, and I looked at him and I said, I said, buddy, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. You can go. And Brandy walks past me and she says, you're fine. Yep, too. You're fine. And so can you. And I was like, yeah. And I could have easily exploded and been defensive about that. But it was my moment. Yeah, being, and that's okay. Of being a, a brat because it, yours isn't just like I don't want to go. No, I don't no, want to no. go. No, like yeah, I get it. But it, but and even we'll in that moment, that, we'll go into that more. Yeah, but you were still respectful in that, and you didn't get mean and defensive. You were like, I get it. I'm I get sorry. it. I understand. Like, and that's yeah. that's one thing that has helped through this. I think probably more than anything is our willingness to listen, and not take a stance. Mm-hmm. Like being open to listening. You know, me just as much as her listening to her side of things like this is really hard or this is mm-hmm. frustrating or I feel like, you know, just being able to listen rather than say, well, let's fix this or I need, you know, 
just listening. Or no, you need to think this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it's been incredible for that. Our yeah. communication, our understanding of each other, it's so incredible. I'm I, in a lot of ways, I'm grateful that this has happened. This faith crisis. This, yeah. It's been so rewarding. Honestly, yeah. we've met a ton of amazing people. Um, we're closer. We talk. We did talk before. But we just talk on a deeper level than we ever have before. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked, and I th- I feel like we really we really are good together. I feel like we really have are like even before you know like I, I feel like we still had fun, like we were still good. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing has caused a communication level mm-hmm. that I think in the past few months we've communicated more deeply and more consistently than we have about anything ever really. In, in our entire marriage, years. and it's been amazing. So, yeah. but segueing into that um, with the people, like the people that we've met, um, yeah, we're let's talk about it next. Okay, so about probably three weeks, two weeks, or three weeks after um, after I stopped going, I ended up um, finding um, the Mormon Stories podcast with John DeLynn and. Um, specifically found a mixed faith marriage uh, series that um, piqued my interest. I was like, well, hey, you know, we're it's kind of what we're in now. And um, hopefully this could possibly provide some answers, some tips. I mean, I felt like things were, were going really well already. Um, but, you know, any any more couldn't couldn't hurt, you know, resources. Yeah. Other people's stories. Right, right. So we got on this podcast. Um, Going to give a well, shout out to them. You did. Yeah, I got on this podcast. The uh, it's Marriage on a Tightrope with Alan and Katie Mount. Um, fantastic people. Um, but began to listen to their podcast, and probably halfway through the episode, through the first episode, I was texting Brady, and I'm like, "You've got to listen to this. This is absolute gold." And when he sends me that, I'm like, "Okay, is this more of the churchy stuff that he's?" learned or heard or read and I'm like I don't know because we've been really good about like being touchy about that not touchy about that um respectful right but this is but you're you're jumping ahead I know I'm just saying like I was kind of like oh another podcast (laughs) yeah 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 you know so yeah so I we got into this podcast and um it was so one of the yeah it was so good um, and one of the things he mentioned was, you know, when his shelf, so like as us ex-Mormons refer to as our shelf, it's kind of like it gets weighed down with things that we learn, things that we hear, trauma, whatever. And then eventually the shelf breaks and that's kind of like your, the moment whenever you're like, I, I have gone from believing to non-believing at that point. Um, and he talked about something that he had read when he was preparing his elders quorum lesson he got onto the gospel topics essays on the church website and said that um they were they were on various topics um some of which have been kind of the bigger controversial topics of church history and so i got on those and started reading one sunday afternoon and got through about probably two-thirds of the way through in one sunday and I was floored. Um, things that I have never known before. Remember that he'd already left. He'd already stepped out, stepped away, considered yeah. himself a non-believer. Um, 
and well, it was, it was it, on a journey to not find so much sorry to interrupt hun but not so much a non-believer just as i was stepping away to try to find that relationship with god you know i like i still had doubts <laughs> but i think when i read those things i was like wait a minute like this doesn't none of this makes sense this is so different than the things that i've been taught and what i found interesting was that it was on the church website directly mm -hmm. um, they're not very easy to find you kind of have to search for them well they are now they're okay. right on the app Gotcha. I think it's because it's become a topic more. Okay. So they're fair. making it more yeah. available. But unless you know what they are, why would you click on it? Right. So yeah. I read through those and and I was blown away and I was like, geez, now if I you know if I didn't already have doubts, now I definitely do. And then uh, and so then throughout the rest of that time, like for the next week or two, um, I had you know feelings like, am I doing the right thing? Have I not done the right thing? Like. You know, am I one of the ones that Satan's really gotten a hold of now? And then, you know, I'm falling away and um, went through this whole waffling period. And I got onto a, a subreddit group for people that were, you know, in faith crisis. And um, I asked the question, I'm like, is this a normal feeling of like... To get feedback. Yeah, to get yeah. feedback, to get some support. Because I, I, I mean, at, at this point, I didn't really have anybody to turn to except for Brandy. And, you know, she's still in. I'm and not so, enough. No, she's... You're always <laughs> um, But yeah, so I, I, I asked that question and a lot of people, I was, I was amazed that I was expecting to get all these answers like, you know, oh no, you stay out and, you know, just inflammatory, inflammatory, inflammatory. And it was nothing but support. Like people saying, except where you're at, it's okay to like question still. Like, you know, it's, it's normal and just know it's normal and that you're supported and there's people out there that love you and and I was like, wow, I was like, this is very different than what I would have expected from a bunch of people that are, you know, that are Consider in, themselves ha, have left the church or not, you know, or, or in the middle of this faith crisis as well. Um, and some people also had referred a few other things to read, um, one of which was the CES letter. And um, so I did a little bit of research on what that was and, you know, found out it was a letter that was sent to the church education system. Uh, specifically with a bunch of questions with, you know, about a lot of the topics that were in the gospel topics essays and things that didn't line up with the things that we've been taught. And and so I got on there and I, I, I really pride myself to try to be somebody that's a very critical reader. Um, you know, when I see things on Facebook or something like that, I'm always like, okay, where's the source from? Um, you know, and kind of following it back to as much as I can to find out, you know, okay, no, this has been put out by, you know, an extremist group on this side or this side. And um, anyway, so as I was reading through some of the CES letter, I was, I, I really appreciated how lined out it was in terms of having links and sources that I could follow back to church approved sources like Journal of Discourses and Rough Stone Rolling, you know, books that are sold in Deseret Book and, um, the church website and Joseph Smith papers and all these different things. And as I started reading the CES letter, it was like I'd, I'd left for the time being, you know, an indefinite amount of time I hadn't decided. And then I read the gospel topics essays and my shelf was like, geez. And then I read the CES letter in probably several days, um, as much time as I could get to read it. And I was done. I was like, I, I can't, I can't continue <clears throat> in 
an organization that has so many things that don't line up. And, you know, and so, I mean, for me, and I think this is one of the biggest parts of somebody's journey in this aspect. Um, it's very easy for people that are inside the church to look out and, and look at the people that are leaving and say, oh, it's because they want to do this or they want to, you know, sin or they want to go, you know, do whatever they want or, how, you know, all those things. And there's a bunch of stereotypical reasons as to why people have this attitude that people leave the church. And what they don't see <laughs> is the amount of pain and intense Mourning. Uh, mourning and agony. I mean... Guilt. Guilt. Shame. <laughs> like, my whole world of 40 years of being taught one thing came crashing down within the matter of a few weeks. The finalizing the final, Yeah, the finalization. Because yeah. it's been, I mean, a year of... Right, right. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And right. I was talking to a friend tonight, and she reminded me. I had forgotten we had this conversation. It's been pro about exactly a year. And um, I was grateful she reminded me of it because she said, I just remember thinking, wow, Brandy's she's doing really well. Um, because she asked how I was and expected, like, I don't know what to do, you know. And um, she said, you looked at me and said, I've been praying to know what to do or how to, you know, what, how to, how to navigate this. And, um, she said, you just looked at me and said, I've been, I felt so much peace. I'm right. not fearful of what's happening. I, I, I know Ryan is going to figure this out. We'll be okay. And I, I was so glad she shared that with me because I had forgotten that. I knew that I'd felt that, but I'd forgotten that I'd shared that with someone. Because, mm -hmm. because for some, this is, this could be a deal breaker. Yeah. Completely. We, yeah. We've, we've heard of, of several, um, people in, in this, in this mixed faith, um, group that, you know, things haven't worked out for them and, you know, and it's devastating. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I mean, I definitely consider myself more blessed than I probably deserve to have somebody that, um, has allowed me to, to have these, have these doubts and, and not judged me for them, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm in my own, in my own turmoil, um, this, this battle, um, you know, I mean, there, there was a, a good probably year at least of just consistent anger and, you know, even me, I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, I have no reason not to be mm -hmm. happy. You know, I've got some incredible kids and I have an amazing wife and I've got a good job and just a heaviness, just a heaviness that, that I literally was an just internal, just the, it was an internal war. The battle. Mm -hmm. It was an internal war. And, and I remember just feeling like the heavens were completely closed on me during this last year. And it was like in the summer when I, when I decided enough's enough, I have to, I have to make a decision in terms of where, where I've got it, where I'm going to go. I have to make a decision and go down that path. And it was almost like to the day. I remember peace. Like I haven't felt for a really long time, quiet, 
like I haven't felt for a really long time. <laughs> and, and then it was, it was like, I had, I had these feelings of, I know where you're at and it's okay. This is where you're supposed to be. And I remember jumping right back into my Mormonism brain going, wait a minute, that <clears throat> the peace I'm feeling can't be from Satan, but is Satan the one leading me away, but I'm not supposed to feel peace of Satan's time. You know, it, there was cognitive dissonance and then I'd have to, I'd have to take a breath and step back out of the Mormonism brain and go, no, that peace that I felt is true and real. And trust. And trust. And, and I know that where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be. And as a result of it, um, the anger has gone. I mean, I still have days. But I don't feel angry like I did. Yeah. Um, or the the back and forth, like, oh my gosh, what do I do? No. And the anxiety that I felt, I remember the mm -hmm. anxiety, the 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 week that I decided, okay, this is the sun, the first Sunday that I'm not going. And I remember um, talking to another friend that explained to me, sometimes we have to embrace that pain. We've got to embrace the feeling. And, and so I had to do some meditation for a little while um, one day when I had some time. And I remember visualizing that anxiety as this monster, as this huge thing that was unknown to me. And I Instead literally, of because I was like, from yeah, it. I was like, how do I, how do I embrace? I mean, what does one do to embrace such anxiety? You We're know, supposed like, to run from monsters. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember having to go into my mind and, and visualize and imagine this monster coming at me. But instead of running away from it, I, I almost went to it and Lean held into it. it. And it became not a monster anymore. It was this relationship that I was able to say. And I remember it was like the, the anxiety was gone. I was still like nervous of like, oh, is she going to be okay when she's driving to the church without me? Like, are the kids going to be good for her? But the anxiety, the discomfort was, was gone. Because you allowed yourself to sit with it. Yeah. You didn't let it grow. Right. You faced it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was beautiful. And which is what we've had to do. And yes. it hasn't the good, the bad, the ugly guys. Like it's, there's been some ugly days, ugly conversations, not just between mm -hmm. me and Ryan, but other people we've had to talk to about this. And, and if you will come out to, yeah. um, with this new life or journey or whatever you might call it, yep. that, it sucked pretty bad. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the heat, the lashback, is that the right word? The backlash? The, yeah. <laughs> that's sucked. That and it, we've probably been a little bit insensitive trying to come back to that too, but we're trying yeah. to view it from that point because you've been there. Right. Right. And it's, it's definitely softened us. Yeah. More I, understanding. I, I feel like, I, I never really understood people that left, you know, it was like, Oh, they got offended. They just need to buck up and deal with it. Or, you know, and, and, and being on that side now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have so much more sympathy for them. Like that's not that easy, you know? And, and that feeling of, especially like not necessarily for people that have never been members, but well, I mean, I feel bad for them too. And they're judged, but, but for people specifically that have been in the church and then no longer are, there is there is a pain that that nobody is going to know. 
but the people that have gone through it. Yeah. And, and it softened me and, and I'm still doing my best to not be judgmental of those that <laughs> stay. Wait, you're still human. <laughs> yes, okay. I'm still human. Yeah. Um, that, that, I, that part is really <laughs> hard to, but you're getting better, but, but I, yeah, or, or really... you might slip back and then I'm, I'm so sweetly here to remind you. <laughs> and then, but this is the difference, Ryan, is that you're willing to see it. Right. You haven't always been willing to see it or correct it. Right. And you've softened quicker. And thank you for helping me remember that. I've got to remind myself that this and this or, and we talk about it and you'll be pissed for a second. And then, but you do, you soften quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I mean, ultimately I think we're running about 41 minutes now. Um, but ultimately, I, I feel like this new life has been nothing but but a blessing to us in our lives. Um, like we said before, you know, communication has opened. And, and one thing, and we'll get into this in another episode, but um, the intentionality. Um, everything we do now has to be intentional. You know, not that it shouldn't have before, but we understand it more. I think. Well, right, but but that's the thing is is when when two people are both in a very set path, and you're told you go down this path and you do this and this and this is how it looks and this mm -hmm. is what it's supposed to look like and this is what you're supposed to do and you don't question outside of that, um, it's it's very easy to become complacent, mm -hmm. and people just kind of go through the motions. Like you know, we we you even at one point told me that you're like. Or just go, go through the motions, you know, and it's like, I'm so tired of going through the motions like that. Because I was, I was hopeful no... for you that it would answer like, yeah. well, we've been taught do the Sunday school right. answers. You right. need to pray. You need to read your yeah. scriptures. You need to, you know, all these mm -hmm. things. Um, and it would just kind of put the pieces back together for you. Right, right, right. And but... it's not the Sunday school answers don't always work. No, they don't. And the intentionality. Even for the person still going. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, and what's it, what has it done for you? Because you're still there every Sunday, but with me not being there and the things that I've shared with you, the things we've discussed, the things we've talked about, like what has it done for you in in the sense of how uh, of, of what church is to you now? Um, most or how you see church, I guess. <clears throat> I've always been a questioner. Um, but there's definitely things that I never knew to question until now. Um, but church now for me, I, I try really hard to be real. I try really hard to, and I can, I can fall back into the rose colored glasses, the perfectionism <laughs> of showing up on Sunday and everything's perfect. And yeah. we got our crap together. If you read your scriptures and say prayers, right. like things are never going to go bad. Which do I think that those are all valuable things? Yeah, but they aren't the sure. end all. No. You know? And um, for me now, I I choose to go still. I mean, I have children, and I feel like we can talk about religion and spirituality another time, but I think that those are both super important, and that's the avenue that we, that I have. Um, as a community, the church has an amazing community, um, support groups, uh, you know, and... I 
Some Sundays are harder than others. I definitely, through this experience, I have, um, it's like I've been born again almost. Hallelujah! <laughs> with, <laughs> um, with like new eyes and new ears to things. I see things differently. I hear things differently, which makes me sometimes really pissed off when I'm sitting in class. I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Why do we say that? Why are we saying that's so hurtful? That's so, that's not right. That's, um, and, and, um, but then I'm able to come home and we talk about it. Um, but that's partly why I, I still go is I, I need Jesus. I, I need Jesus in my life. So I go for that, for that renewal for me. But I also go because I feel like this has to be talked about. And I'm, I try when I feel appropriate that it's appropriate, I try to maybe comment or say things to help raise, hey, there's something else to think about here or, um, or, hey, what, let's try not to do this or let's, uh, you know, just, I try to do that a little bit more. And that's partly why I still, um, look forward to going, not to be the rebel, but, just a voice for because mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only person in that room thinking and feeling the way I'm feeling. So you're not deliberately poking the bear. Oh no no I don't <laughs> want to deliberately poke the bear. I want to help. I want to. I want other people to know that they're not alone. Yeah. And that it's okay to have questions and right. to say, hey, guess what? That's I don't know about that or you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I totally... Yeah. I'll definitely come home and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. today we talked about this, and luckily we're able to just have a really good conversation, mm-hmm. but... And that's that's one thing, too, with our kids that we've, um, you know, and like Brandy said, I think religion, religion so much for me is not important. Spirituality is, though. Um, I, I think that too often we get confused with those two being the same thing. And they're not, in my opinion at least, um, you know, that I feel like spirituality and religion are, are two different things. I feel like spirituality is is something that is a direct communication with, with a higher power. And I feel like that, for me, is the most infallible way to go. I feel like no matter what religion it is, it's still created and developed by man and it's is it an and, avenue and to find your spirituality for, for some? So, for some, it might be. Yeah. Yes, for some, absolutely, it might be. And, I, and I'm not discounting yeah. that. Um, you know, for people that go to church, if it serves them and it works for them, then that's great. Um, you know, and so, yeah, um, for some, it doesn't work. And, and that's okay. And I'm finding that that's okay. It doesn't have to work mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the attitude sometimes is if it doesn't work for you, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. no, it's it's not that way. So, anyways, um, so yeah, and here we are. So here we are. So that's kind of us in forty-seven minutes. Um, yeah, we we are really wanting to do this more, um, possibly each week. I, I'd like to put out something new each week. They won't, won't probably be as long as this. Maybe they will be because we can get It'll into very, I'm holes. sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's important for i mean we're not experts we're not i'm not a therapist no um we're not even i, I wouldn't even consider myself a life coach we need therapists we're not therapists yeah, yeah no kidding <laughs> um, therapists need therapists yeah 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 <laughs> i feel like we're just people that are 
going through life and sharing our journey, knowing sharing our journey. we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You aren't alone. There yep. are other people feeling and thinking the same. Yeah. And sitting next to you at church that feel the same way yeah. and are questioning and hurting and we want to talk about it. Yep. And just know too that if if you're going through this, don't 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 automatically discount the possibility that things can be great because they can be. Whatever um, your journey takes you, wherever that. Yeah. As long as it sits right with you and yep. you feel connected but that way, yeah. There can be peace, and there and there will be, and things get things get better and they get easier, and, and some days they don't, but you just keep moving one foot in front of the other. Ebbs and flows. Then it's yeah, so it can be beautiful. So, anyways, well, for for listening. Yeah, and... if you're still with us at this point, that's great. But um, yeah, hopefully um, we can do this more and get these out and you know send us comments, let us know what you think, or and, questions that we can address. Yeah, questions absolutely too. Um, yeah. Yeah. My email is um, chaywat. 0379 at iCloud.com. That's T C H E W A 0379 at iCloud.com. So reach out if you need. Find us on Facebook. Um, we'd be glad to talk and answer any questions yeah. that you guys might have. Okay. So thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Do. All I know is, darling, I was made for love